Door Cover April 22nd, 2019 An MWBK Creative and Sales Production I'm Michael Weiner This is Brad Key What's up? What's Gucci? That was an interesting intro Thank I like you that. Thank you, it felt good Yeah it feels great to be back Was Happy... that off the top of the head? It was, happy Monday motherfuckers Let's go Gosh, I am excited for today's podcast. We've got right? a lot of sports to talk. We had a great weekend behind us. we got a good week ahead of us. You know, things are really coming together for us, Brad. Bright, sunshiny days. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I uh, just want to give a shout-out to everybody listening. We appreciate your patronage of this totally free podcast, and we will ask you to do two things for us. One, tell a friend if you enjoy this podcast. Share this with somebody. We uh, we could use uh, some, some help, so help us out, you know? Yeah. Tell a friend. Your friend will enjoy it. The podcast is free. You're not asking him to do much. We're just looking for some positive vibes. Hit that share button right now. It's real easy. And two, leave us a review. We need some reviews. You can leave these reviews. We appreciate them. Later in the show, we're going to read some of the best reviews you've left for us recently. They're funny, but we could use a lot more. And if you leave a funny review, I guarantee we will read it on the air. We will shout you out. You'll appreciate it. So there you go. Yeah, we haven't done a whole lot of outreach about getting reviews going this year. So that's right. It's about that time. Share this with a friend and leave a review. Leave a five star review. And then the other thing I should be clear leave a five star rating and then leave any review you want. You could say that I suck and that I'm a, a liberal cuck or whatever. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's five stars, you help us in the algorithm and we appreciate it. Uh, fantastic. We got a lot of good sports to talk. Lots of NBA hoops, uh, lots of. Uh, the Buttercut returns, a little golf action from yeah. Brad. The NFL Draft is this weekend. We're going to talk about that for a minute. We're going to get to those reviews. Lots of good stuff. And uh, just one other programming note. Mind of Micah from MWBK is also available for free download, 100% free. You should listen to it. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming this week, including Read of the Week, uh, perhaps the return of Micah's Mailbag. I have a TV show review coming this week. Lots of good stuff coming on Mind of Micah. Search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Search Mind of Micah. We're pushing a lot of free content around here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We uh, Excuse us for pushing all of the free things on you. You know what else is good, Brad? What's that? Saving 15%. Mm. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but everybody outside of hobos needs a mattress. Even the hobos need something to sleep on. Hobos could use a mattress. They, uh, they certainly could. So if you're a hobo or you know one, you should check out Lisa because everybody has the right to rest. The key to gain the best rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, featuring cooling technology for enhanced pressure release and uh, for side sleepers. Or you could rest on our hybrid, our Sapira hybrid mattress, which Brad and I both rest on. It's the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge -edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, they set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10. They sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses, more than 1,000 nonprofits. So if you're a hobo, there's 32,000 Yeah, there's a chance there are hobos sleeping on uh, Lisa mattresses, Man, actually. That's a good life. <laughs> Shouts to Lisa. Uh, anyway, in all seriousness... If you need a mattress, do not go to fucking Mattress Firm or one of these trash stores where some sleazy asshole will talk about your shoes. <laughs> uh, that happened to me once when I bought a mattress. The guy goes, oh, nice shoes. I'm like, oh, That sounds like you. something that would get your business. You don't like that? Well, I, I did like it. Michael actually. loves his He's shoe He's like, compliments. well, you know, smart guys know that they uh, need to spend money. You spend most of your time either laying down on your bed or standing up on your feet. Uh, so people that invest in shoes are that's smart. That's the connection, I see. Yeah, that's so a good it actually sales was pitch. a pretty good sales pitch. But yeah. my point is, you don't want to deal with sleazy mattress salesmen. Just go to lisa.com slash bdc and get 15% off your order. They ship the fucking mattress to you. You open it up, you you open the box, and it just like it inflates. It's, it's amazing. incredible, isn't it? It really is cool. Yeah. Lisa, L-E-E-S-A.com -E -E slash BDC. Save 15%. All right, let's talk some NBA hoops, Bradley. Let's go. Let's start with the games last night. Uh, Celtics uh, finished a sweep of the Pacers uh, in Indiana. Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. What a stupid name for a city. That's tough, man. The Celtics. That, that's how good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Celtics 
were pretty impressive in this series. Uh, game three was kind of the pivotal game, in my opinion, where the Celtics just executed down the stretch and the right. Pacers didn't. And uh, it was, you know, it, this was impressive. We've been waiting for the Celtics all season long to really get their shit together. They've had injuries. Hayward hasn't been great, hasn't been right. Uh, Kyrie is doing all the weird flat earther shit. He's basically been the worst <laughs> teammate possible. So but they came into the season. They really played this right. played this series. And they came into the season as kind of an unknown. They had Kyrie coming off injury. They had Hayward coming off injury. They had a really strong performance in a, the Eastern Conference playoffs last year. They were games the year. finals last year. Right. They, they damn near made it. So they came into the year as kind of an unknown. It took Hayward a long time to get his feet wet. It seems to be kind of coming together for him. Hayward had 20 points uh, in the game last night. Um, so, so things are kind of coming together for them. They ended up sweeping uh, the Pacers. It looks like, let's see, it's the first uh, 4-0 sweep in eight years for Boston. I think the big different ma- difference maker in this series was Boston's defensive abilities in the second half of games. They, uh, they held the Pacers to 12 points. They had held them to two 12-point quarters and one eight-point quarter. So basically, like they would go into halftime pretty close, and in the second half of each game, it was like the Pacers would either melt down in the third or the fourth quarter, and a lot of that was due to Boston's defense. Um, Kyrie played a lot of hero ball. He played great. It was good. Um, a lot of the younger guys on Boston's squad showed up, played really well as, as well. Uh, let's see. The Pacers have been swept for the second time in three years. This is... Uh, they've only been swept two times in the franchise's history so hmm. the last three years. That's kind of an interesting fact. Um, Boyang Bogdanovich, I really that struggled to say close. his name. No, that was good. I'm trying my best here. I have it like spelled out phonetically so that I can get his name right. Uh, he scored 22. Tyreek Evans had a, a career high, playoff high, 21 in the losing effort last night. Um, you know, what are you supposed to do? Old Depot got hurt. It yeah, kind of just team, derailed their series. Yeah, they, they didn't have much didn't of a shot. A chance. Um, and, and you have to give the Celtics credit. You have Kyrie to play hero ball, and he did, and he delivered when the timing was right. Right. Hayward isn't – may never get back to the potential, you know, his production uh, at the end of his career in Utah after that injury, and he certainly isn't there yet. But if he can come up – if that guy can have three good games in the right. series or two good games in the series – they're going to be very dangerous. I mean, really, even if he just comes in like as a bench player or whatever, like he's a game changer. Like he is among the elite talent in the league. And I mean, even if his he's physically less than he was prior to the injury, I think he's enough of a game changer to to make differences. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, they have the Bucks next, so we're going to see real soon. Uh, the Bucks would be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So that's a quick matchup between what's arguably the two best teams out of the, the East. Um, not not based on record, but based on, you know, roster talent. Yeah. So, interesting. Okay. Well, there, there's the Celtic Spacers. We gave it all the time it needed. I mean, a, little bit more. a sweep that was pretty much a trash series from start to finish. Well, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, the Pacers were dead without Oladipo. That, that's so just as simple as there's it is. You don't have a, yeah. If you have to uh, describe this series in one sense, it's that. Pacers dead without Oladipo. All right, we'll move on to the Warriors. Uh, Warriors Clippers. Clippers last night. Warriors won both games in L.A. They now lead 3-1. They won 113-105 uh, last night in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, you know, the the Rockets are looming. But uh, this, this series is another one that, like, it had a few moments when, like, obviously the giant comeback, the huge comeback for Clippers, uh, was that game two or three? It was game two. Game two. That's that's I the mean, big that's moment of the, the series. the exciting part of it, but like other than that, they're pretty much just getting can whipped. I, can I summarize this series yeah, in one Please sentence? do. Despite dramatic 31-point game two comeback, Warriors dominate L.A. Did you read that or did you no, call I just, it? No, I just read that. That was just that's that's your headline. headline? I mean, that's basically it. Warriors um, dominate L.A. in five because they are going to win this, this series in five. So... It's kind of crazy because this is the best team out of the West, and they're matched up against the Rockets in the next round, which is arguably the, the second best or the best team out of the West. We just talked about how the Celts. We just talked about how the Celts, the Celts, and the Bucks are meeting in round two. So, like, 
round two should be some some really heavy hitting basketball. Uh, just a couple of notes about the Warriors. Like we said, they're up three one. There's still another game left in this series, but it's pretty close to being over. They're going back to Oracle uh, for game five, and I would imagine that's that's uh, it's over. It's murder. She wrote, but. On the other side, just kind of looking at their team and kind of projecting forward, uh, Curry's been having some trouble with fouling. He had five fouls uh, in game three. He had four ga- fouls uh, last night, game four. So, like, that's kind of interesting. He started 0 for 6 to start the game last night. Uh, he only finished with 12 points. He did have t- uh, 10 rebounds, which was kind of surprising. Well, uh, just a reminder, Golden State still has Kevin fucking Durant on their team, along with Steph Curry. And Clay Thompson. And Draymond I mean, Green. They're just on when when your best player only goes for twelve points. There are sixteen teams in the playoffs. There's fifteen of them that are pretty close to dead if their best player only goes for twelve right. and misses their first six shots. And Golden State still has Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Yeah, Curry goes zero for six, and Durant has thirty three. Thompson has thirty two, and they cruise to a one thirteen one oh five. Yeah, Clay apparently busted out of a streak last night and told reporters after the game it's because he went. For a swim in the Pacific Ocean pregame, that's what did it. That's what he he said. That's that's what got him out. He's of a heady dude. I saw the headline on ESPN said Thompson. Um, Thompson says dip in Pacific affected his performance, and I thought it was going to be some conspiracy theory about the water level being too low. Huh? But it turns out he just went for a swim. Yeah, it's cold. Anyway, hey, there, one of the uh, interesting fact like. Something worth noting, uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander is a, a rookie point guard for the Clippers. He's probably one of their you know, brightest upcoming stars. Uh, he led the team with 25 points last night. That's a career high and a playoff career high. So a few little bright spots for the Clippers. Like we said earlier, though. like This season, this season this is, is, a, a, huge is success. a success for yes. them. And mostly after they won game two, it's that's a they can make a, a a documentary. You can make a twenty minute documentary about the the glorious season the the L A uh, Clippers had, and it ends with the climactic game two victory. That's it. And they're I mean, not going to do like, any better. No one thinks they're going to win, and they're not going to win again. I Let's, think this is probably their most likable like roster like they've ever had, pretty much. And it's a bunch of kind of like. Young guys, guys coming up. They've got they've got spots for two max players next year. Yeah, uh, there's just so much on the on we'll the see on what the happens with them. brink for them. You yeah, give Doc a lot of credit. Doc did well. Doc did. He put this team together. They won a lot of games in the West. A very tough conference. All right, well, let's move over to the East. Uh, or back to the East, I guess. Raptors and Magic. The Raptors also, uh, just like all of these teams so far, the Raptors, the higher seeded team. Won both road games. Did you see ESPN uh, was making a big deal about how all eight road teams won, like over the weekend? Something I did along not those see lines. this, but it's not that surprising. All eight teams that were on yeah, the road were the, the favorite seed. Well, the Raptors yeah. have now won three in a row. That's after right. Losing after crapping the bed in game one, <laughs> uh, they won one hundred seven eighty five yesterday in Orlando. Um, they're they're shaping. I mean, it's back to the game one curse, but they're shaping up to be quite dangerous. Quite dangerous indeed. Leonard had thirty four points. Siakam, Pascal Siakam, who had a great game three, had another sixteen point performance. Uh, let's see. Gordon on the Magic started uh, seven for uh, made his first seven shots, scored twenty five points. They looked like they were going to be able to play with with the Raptors, and then they ended up having 17 turnovers, resulting in 21 points for the Raptors. That's pretty much impossible to overcome. I saw this interesting note about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, his playoff career record, he's 60-31 and 31 in playoff games. Uh, there are only four players who have better playoff winning percentages, all Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green, uh, Thompson, Curry, and Livingston. So... He's been pretty good in the in the playoffs, regardless of what team he's on. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, he's really looking good. Now. He's a beast, isn't he? I mean, he's one step below Michael Jordan. Uh, he can do it all. He's the best defender on the floor. The defense the, is what's incredible. I mean, he's far and away the best defender in the league. I, I read somewhere that he's got like on ball ginormous hands. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's a like long common knowledge thing that yeah. he's got some of the biggest hands in the league. Because they used to call him the Claw in San Antonio, because his hands were so fucking giant. The Claw. Yeah, and um, 
he is really playing. This team could really be good. This is another team that struggled with injuries all season long and seemed to have everything coming together. They've got uh, Mark Gasol. Yeah. Um, and and Serge Ibaka. They've got, they've got options for bigs. Pascal Siakam coming on strong in the playoffs. He had a great game two and now a great game four. This team is is quite dangerous, and and looking forward to a matchup against probably the 76ers in the second round. I think the Sixers, especially with well, I mean, we'll get to that, but with Embiid being banged up, uh, the uh, this Raptors team looks really dangerous and and poised to make a run. So um, they'll probably lose the first game, yeah. Whoever they true. match up against, and then they, you know from there it'll be kind of they'll have a we'll home game next next series because they are the two seed, but. Um, so they're up three one. Would you like me to put a a, a one sentence uh, recap? On yeah, this? let's hear what your headline is for this one. Let's see. How about big hands? Too much? No. Uh, despite customary game one bed shitting, Raptors go on to sweep Magic in five. You like starting with despite? Yeah, I, I think that's your second one. Thank you. I think that's a good. Maybe headline, something though. about cleaning the sheets. Let's not let's not. Anyways, we won't get too uh, deep. The other now back to the West Blazers and Oklahoma City from last night. This shit got chippy, boy. Oh, the whole thing has been chippy. These playoffs, uh, as we sit here right now on Monday, there's only one of the eight series is two two. All the other ones are three one or or sweep. But they've there's been a lot of chippiness, and Blazers Oklahoma City has probably been the chippiest of all of the series, mostly because Dame and Russell Westbrook hate each other. It's been a series of kind of like two very different styles of alpha, like two different super alpha players. Like Westbrook's outspoken, plays with an incredible amount of energy, thinks he's better than just about anybody in the league. He got MVP, was the MVP two years ago. Dame on the other side has like basic, he is always persevered. Like I forgot what team he played for in college, but it was like, what was it? Some, some, very unknown team. And they ended up going pretty far in the uh, the NCAA tournament. Then he comes up. He's he's playing for the Blazers. He's never really gotten that much respect, uh, but he he is now, and he's I mean, rightfully so. He's a really great player. Did you find it on the? Yeah, he played at Weber State. Right. Which I mean, that's probably the only time they've been in the the tournament in the last ten years, right? Anyways, so it's kind of interesting. You've got this blue chipper in Russ Westbrook. You've got this kind of up-and-comer, relative unknown in in Dame. And they're going at each other. And, like, Westbrook's doing his rock the baby thing. What does that even mean? Is he calling I, him a I baby? I still don't really understand what it is. but Westbrook, like, put holds his hands like a, he's rocking a baby when he does something. Somebody call the hotline and tell us what this means. Somebody from Oklahoma, 800-392-6344. What is Russ's rock the baby so then Dennis Schroeder, the, the, the other point guard, he's on Dennis the sidelines and he's got like, uh, he's pretty badass actually. Yeah, but he's he's such a clown. He's, he's German. He's got, he's got that like yeah. white spot on his head. But he's got like four towels wrapped up in his arm. Yeah, like wrapped, a baby. Rocking it and like a baby. Like, he's it's got so swaddled dumb. and he's baby. And then Dame, when Dame hits like a, a game winner, when he hits a big shot, he, he points at his wrist. He calls it Dame time. And they're doing like this mock Dame time mockery dance at him like while they're rocking the baby it, it got very chippy well the joke is on on okc because yeah dame and the blazers won game four after winning games one and two they lost game three they came in yesterday and won game four uh what do we i guess i don't have a final score here but uh the blazers look like a real contender this year they're now up three one and you know they've been swept out of the playoffs. I, I believe the last two years, and including last year against the uh, the Pelicans in what was kind of a shocking series. That was unbelievable, and so like that's like the biggest storyline to me is the bounce back from that embarrassing bouncing uh, from the Pelicans to you know going right. up against. And the this... way that the way that the bracket looks, they're not going to have to face the Warriors or Rockets in in round two until possibly round three. So, so we're looking at. Uh, a, a, a good, chance for them to really make a run here. Exactly. And it was a uh, they won 111-98 over the Thunder. And the they, other thing that's yeah. of note uh 111-98. Uh-huh. The, yeah, yeah, Blazers. And then Lillard scored 15 of his 24 points in the third quarter of last night's game. Westbrook on the other hand, other hand only had one second half point. And so like 
the that's where like the, the battle time, really baby. yeah it was damn time basically yeah. so and I put them to sleep good it, night now it is uh it's interesting I hate the Oklahoma City uniforms by the way the uh they wear like the Why? the, the Native like American uniforms. like baby blue ones with the orange and what? then the entire crowd was wearing orange it just I didn't like the aesthetic did you say Native American yeah what what, ha- Native what about American it? inspired look at the, their uniforms those colors. Place. Yeah, the colors and the the font on OKC. Like these are the the baby blue ones. News to me. These aren't their standard ones. They wore it with you know, click Google image from yesterday and you'll see it. Um but the entire crowd was wearing like this bright orange which just looked terrible. Speaking of bad aesthetics, the Utah uh, Rockets game on Saturday night. Uh I I can't get with yeah, it's it's these. I just uh, can't get with the Utah crowd. And like each section, I know the colors are supposed to represent like the the natural beauty of the state of Utah, and it's like a bunch of oranges and reds and browns, but and yellow and like the whole crowd. Each section was wearing a different color. It just it just looks a mess. That's all, that's what I'm going to get. At. I I have not heard anyone talk about this. I well, didn't even this realize is that what that's we're here what for. They were doing. You guys know that we are not NBA. This scouts, is groundbreaking. So yeah. the things we can talk about is aesthetics, and and I'm colorblind, so it's even you yeah. know take that even. So As the uh, the OKC jerseys, it's the font, and then there's like some Native American like assemblage, like imagery yeah. down well, the sides. Well, I think of the, the colors are supposed to be uh, I don't representative think so, of dude. that. I think that teal is is a very traditional Native American. Yeah, and bright orange. Those two are that also raising Kane's colors. I well, perhaps I, I <laughs> I've read something about. It. But anyway, I think it looks like trash, and also trash. OKC's chances to win this series, they are up. They are trail 3-1 going back. Two more games in Portland, game five and seven potentially. Paul George looked great. Like I, I really can't tell that he's hurt. I keep hearing all of these analysts say he's he hurt. Can't and that's be right. This team can't be that you, bad with those two like guys he had going like, at peak. Like all, he had like whatever you call that, that bandaging that they put that sticks on your skin and kind of, I guess, holds your joints together. His, yeah, his, his whole shoulders, both of them, were just taped all the way up. So he didn't look quite right, but... You know, he played great. 32 points, 10 boards. Um, not enough. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look at tonight's preview matchups, games yeah. tonight. Uh, Bucks and Pistons. This is game four. This is going to be a sweep in, in all likelihood. Uh, it's pretty much all but done. What yeah, do you think? I mean, Milwaukee has just dominated Detroit. Blake Griffin came back and played in game three, even though he was supposed to be out for the whole series. Uh, it didn't matter. The, it was awesome, though. still stomped him. So, yeah, so Blake it, played well, and it actually. was it, What was so awesome was watching him go against Giannis, and it was like these two, like, mega freak athletes, like, and they were banging, man. Like, they they did not, like, go easy on each other at all. Um, so it was good to see Griffin back. He had, like, a knee brace on that was probably started, like, three inches below his hip and went down to, like, almost his ankle. Yeah, like, I've never he, seen it. Brad texts me. He's like, I've never seen a knee brace like this. He looked before. like an offensive lineman. Like, that's where I have seen them before. It's, like, people who aren't, like, trying to block. Like, they're not trying to, like, run and be lateral. Like, and he was wearing, like, this ginormous, like, white leg brace. But, I mean, he came. He played great. He looked really strong, physical. Um, just not enough, man. Like, there, there was never enough. And if you're, he's coming in playing 89% going against the, probably the best athlete in the entire league and Giannis, who's also happens to be seven feet tall. You know, what are you supposed to do? So, Oh, wait. I, I didn't actually wrap up the Blazer OKC series. Oh, you got more? One sentence. Oh, yeah. yeah let's, get, let's get your headline here. It's Dame time, baby. Blazers roll through thunder in five. Hmm. That's my prediction. They win game five. Um let me give you the the headline for Bucks Pistons. Okay. Somebody stop the fight. Bucks sweep the shit out of the Pistons. Oh, this is an internet headline. Yeah, this that's is, not traditional print. Yeah, it's gonna be an ass kicking. I, I would anticipate Game Four. You do have to give Blake credit for coming back from being injured and really being an alpha and t- putting the, he, he was came in trying to put the team on his back. Yes, but after you know when you're down 0-3, there's there's no. This seems like a one, two, three Cancun game, to quote Chuck. <laughs> Gone fishing. I just, I mean, I always just find it fascinating to see two people that are that physically gifted, like really banging. Going as hard as they it's can. It's pretty the awesome. Playoffs. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other game tonight, game, I guess it's game four Rockets at Jazz. Game four, Rockets lead this series three nothing. Can I give you the, the one, one sentence? Yeah, quote let's here? start with the headline and then go to where you okay. want to go with it. Yeah, it is 3 0 right now. Rockets overwhelmed Jazz. 
sweep in four. Okay. Not, uh, that's the not Rockets the most creative, but okay. Three, game three was one of the most interesting games of the entire playoffs so far. I don't know how much you watched, but... Uh, I saw limited action. It was 104-101 as a final score. Um, Harden started 0 for 15 from the field. That's right. Literally no, 0 for 15. I've he seen so many dunk, games, it's hard to remember. He got a three, uh, but still made shots down the... Uh, started 0 for 15 and then broke out in the fourth quarter, and he also made like... 16 free throws or something. I mean, he got to the line consistently. I think he ended up with 20 points. But to think that this team could could have their best player go 0 for 15 to start and still win a game, it's really impressive because the Rockets aren't as talented as as some of the other teams out there. But, man, they play a – you know, I watched some of all of these games this, this weekend, and the Rockets – just play like they literally play a different style of basketball than everybody else. It's it's fabulous. Like and people have complained as like that I brand of basketball. Was I don't co- like it as much. it was coming together. I agreed, and it was really ISO, and it was like a lot of of kind of like no, not much passing, just jacking threes, trying to draw fouls, shooting free throws, and slowing the game down. But it's kind of evolved from there, and now it's like they've got this really nice passing element where anytime somebody tries to like sh- like. They, they really try to like push Harden to the right. He has no problem drilling to the right and passing and like basically facilitating with, with whichever direction that you want to shade him. The, the, the supporting cast is really interesting too. Like Clint Capella is actually, I didn't have a great feel for his game. He's like fabulous. He's super athletic, long range. The system is perfect for him too. It's really great. The other interesting thing is that Capella and uh, the big man out of Utah played uh, hoops in France together growing up. Gobert, uh, Rudy Gobert. That's yeah. right. And so it's kind of funny to see those dudes kind of clown on each other and you know take it back. They ju- the Rockets just play. It's just kind of crazy to to see how many threes they shoot, and they just come at you. There's no like, hey, let's slow down, and get into a set. Right. It, this is this is the seven seconds or less. Doesn't uh, it seem contagious? It's like whatever like player they plug in, like because they've sat yes, there and seen people shooting so much, like they they play with Harden, so they just feel like. They've got the green light Harden's to also get play you similarly. Open shots. But and, yeah, and like they plug in this house guy, he comes in and just jacks threes, and like it's just a natural fit for like people got to green come in and play. around making shots. Like that guy's are, been in the league forever. Well, in and out of the league too. That's right. Really, an amazing team to watch, and and to see them execute down the stretch against Utah in the most hostile hostile environment in the entire league. Yeah, that's what they say, right? Things were heated in this series. Every like I watched a lot of it with. Uh, with the TV muted, doing other things, and to to watch these teams, every foul, guys are going crazy, screaming, yelling, raising their arms, um, like it was just very hotly contested, which it generally is with the Rockets, but it really was in Utah uh, with the you know Quinn Snyder got teed up at one point. It was uh, it was intense. And the Rockets made the plays down the stretch to to win the game. Uh, Utah had a great shot at the end of the game to tie it. Uh, the Donovan Mitchell uh, Quinn drew, Quinn uh, drew up a great three. Uh, great Quinn, you're saying? Yeah, Quinn, the coach. What? What? Yeah, Quinn Snyder uh, drew up a great play for Donovan Mitchell to get a three to tie the game down the stretch. He missed it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip of Kyle Korver yeah. talking about him. Apparently, Kyle Korver was doing his post game interview with the media. They finished up. The media turned around. He he stopped everybody and said, "Come back here. I have one more thing to say." Mm-hmm. And then he went into like a long monologue about what a great young player Donovan Mitchell was. People uh, rave about him, which was was uh, interesting to hear. Utah's Utah's done in this series. They need they need another impact player. But that being said, I mean they they're gonna be good. They've got good young pieces, and Mitchell is a he's a legit star. I mean the guy can really get buckets. And he's got great confidence, and uh, they've got a good system. Yeah, Quinn Snyder has. They play a certain. He's way. He's made for the NBA. He wasn't great at Missouri. Like he struggled to kind of like lead those younger guys, but he does really good work in the NBA. Yeah. Um, Micah and I went to college with a guy that was from Utah, and he's he's a big, huge Utah fan. Uh, yeah. Shouts to Mitch. Mitch Arnold. Yeah, he loves. Uh, he loves texting me talking shit about the Houston Rockets. He just quit texting me because I just stopped replying to him. His last text is, fuck Austin Rivers too. Well, He's bitter. Yeah, fuck you, Mitch. (laughs) Would you like the headline here? Let's hear the headline. 
Rockets soar past Jazz in four. Oh, he's got rhyming. Yeah, the that's sweep, pretty good. Sweep coming tonight or tomorrow, I guess. Um, or is that tonight? The, yeah, that's that's tonight. tonight. Yeah, Game that's the other. Tonight. So there's two games tonight. That's so the, uh, both the are second. gonna be sweeps. Tonight might be the night to go out with your girlfriend. Um, I don't you know. know, man. I want to see Blake and uh, Blake versus Giannis one more time. I wouldn't be surprised if they shut Blake down now that they're down three uh, zero. So. Other series. Uh, let's talk the. Uh, well, let's do the East first. Uh, Sixers are up three one on Brooklyn. So, After uh, Embiid returned Friday night, and scored thirty-one and went for sixteen. Yeah, he's he. This series headed back to to uh, Philly again. Another series where the higher seed won both games on the road back in Brooklyn. Really impressive in Game Three. The Sixers did it. The Sixers are talking a tremendous amount of shit. They really are, including the clip that I posted on Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram of Joel Embiid ta- making three-one jokes. At the expense of the Warriors, so you it's kind of reminiscent so of uh, when LeBron James and Dwayne Wade were giving um, Dirk a hard time about having the flu or whatever. Like they were like kind of clowning him, and then you know they've got Embiid and uh, Simmons there, kind of clowning after after uh, Jared Allen took that face elbow to the face, that kind of stuff. So yeah, they're just well, kind of bullying there was, him. There was sort of a, I mean, I won't say it's a brawl because no one throws punches in the NBA. But there was a lot of shoving yes. and pushing. It went into the first. There's some grabbing. The first row of yeah. Jared Dudley was involved. Fans. Jared Dudley, who was pissed about the laughing that they had made. That's right. Uh, in response to an elbow. a lot of chippy series, I like this. It's this fun. one. This one's real chippy, and I'm sure it's going to be even more chippy. And I mean, Brooklyn came in there, and punched him in the face in Game One. Took. Can it. you imagine what this is going to be like in Philly? It's too Ugh. bad it's not two-two because this could be really fun. Right. Three-one. The Sixers are in control here, but kind of back in At Philly, least. the crowd could really get on Jared. Uh, you know, on a lot of these guys, Jared Dudley, Jared Allen, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I would I would anticipate it's likely going to be a Sixers win here. Sweater. Would you like me to give you a headline? I would. Sixers laughed their way past Brooklyn in five. Okay. It's all right. Thank you. Not your best, not your worst. And then what has become the most entertaining series from a um, competition standpoint? From a homer telling you guys because he loves the Spurs. Well, we've had four close games. This is Nuggets and Spurs are now tied at two after the Nuggets won game four on the road uh, in San Antonio on Saturday. We're headed back to Denver. That game, I believe, is Tuesday night. Uh, I will be at game six in San Antonio so on awesome Thursday. Uh, I bought seats. I will be there. If any Spurs fans want to buy me beers pregame, I will accept. You, right now, you're soliciting free beers for your Thursday trip I to am. San Antonio? If, if you want to Venmo me. Are you going to eat tacos while you're there? I, I would like to eat some tacos. Uh, if you would like to Venmo me some Spurs beers, some beers for the Spurs, feel free to do that. Uh, at Micah-Weiner, I think. Uh, you can find me on Venmo. You know what it is. Send me some beers. The I Nuggets kind of whipped that ass, though, in this last game. The Nuggets were impressive. Uh, you know, this series has gone... Yeah, it was kind of uh, back one, and two, forth. You know, back and forth. It, it could have easily one, been... Yeah, they could have easily two, won game Spurs two. winning game three. Yeah, Spurs were up 17 in game two and lost. So on Saturday, Jokic had 29 and 12, 29 points, 12 rebounds. Jamal Murray, who's been kind of trick-or-treat, like up and down, had 24 points. Uh, yeah, made and, some and, big shots, and the Nuggets, the Nuggets executed down the stretch and won Game Four. You have to take your hat off to them. The Spurs really executed to win Game Three, but the Nuggets were professional and, and won Game Four. It's weird how the home home court doesn't necessarily affect how these games are like the outcome of these games. Like each team has won on the other's home court. They basically split uh, one one for each two game homestand. So like. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see how. I think it was the first time that the Nuggets had won any game in San Antonio since like 2013. That's right, which uh, is yeah. crazy. That being said, I game. You know, I said on this podcast on Thursday last week, whoever wins Game Three will win the series. That was the San Antonio Spurs. I will stand by that prediction. I like the Spurs to win Game Five and close out in Game Six. That's a good prediction. I'm uh, still wondering who. Uh, who the who, what was the guy's name? Derek White. I'm still wondering who Derek White is. 36 Derek White points for San Antonio in Game Three. Yeah, Derek White has an unbelievable story, and yeah. the fact that he's playing against the Nuggets. I mean, they talked about a hundred times if you watch these games, but if you haven't listened or watched, yeah, tell you know, me a little volume, bit about it. What's Derek White is from Colorado. He, he ended up Colorado. at a Division Two school first, okay, because he couldn't get any scholarship offers, 
uh, either a Division two or, or a junior college yeah. or something. I think it was Division a two. A lesser program, though. And then he transferred to a Division one AA team, like... He, I think it was. Then he he went JUCO. Then he went Division two. Then he he's like the Odysseus of college basketball. Then he transferred to Colorado and was the Pac-12 Player of the Year. That's crazy. And I think it was like the 59th pick. He was not a first round pick. I, well, maybe he was like the 29th pick. He was either the last pick of the first round, or the last pick of the second round. And 29th still had, pick in the 2017 draft. He still had student loans because he only had like half. I think even when he transferred to Colorado, he, wasn't he was only on half scholarship. scholarship. They kept saying. Uh, the guy's really come out of nowhere. He's a second-year player, I believe. He spent a lot of time with the Austin Toros or the Austin Spurs in the G League. Um, it's amazing. The Spurs also have a guard named Lonnie Walker, who I believe played at Maryland. No, no, he played for Florida State. Oh, he's he? Florida State. Yeah, That's right. Lonnie Walker or Miami. And so they we're really knowledgeable. Yeah, here. whatever. They have an opportunity to run out a backcourt called uh, White Walker. Oh, that's which, gangster. Uh, that's a, a timely Game of Thrones reference. Too bad he's not uh, relevant this year. Nerds out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, White has been amazing. Uh, he's a, he's an excellent defender, and he's really been great at finishing near the basket um, with both hands going, you know, really impressive. And when he shoots well, the Spurs are really good. It's kind of wild that Colorado had him on a half scholarship. He was the Pac-12 player of the year, and yet they weren't very relevant. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, like it, they but, basically have an extra half scholarship, but... That dude can play. Yeah, it's, it's a classic Spurs pick where you take a guy, last pick of the first round, and the guy can win you a playoff series. So we'll see what happens there. He's their best uh, player. Game five tomorrow will be obviously very important, the only series tied I think the word to. you're looking for is lit. Uh, I It probably will be lit in Denver, although they could still be recovering from 420 there, so the crowd could be a little sleepy and tired. Yeah. I mean, it's only like I promise what? you game six in San Antonio will be a fiesta, my friends. Yeah, they got Cinco de Mayo coming up. So, well, you know, fiesta. If is we're going to go ahead and, and region or generalize regions with with weed blasts, I'll get you with the uh, tequila right, blast. Fine. It's a good time. Well, yeah, uh, it's going to be a drunken, wild crowd Thursday night. I will be there. So, Venmo me. God, <laughs> or come see him in, in real life. He he loves beer. So you know. yeah, we're just yeah. Find me, buy me a beer. Okay. Um. So I I will not give a headline on that series yet because I don't know what's going to happen. Are you scared? I am scared. Okay, good. As a Spurs fan and as a as a basketball fan, it, this could go seven. I, I we shall see. I don't think the Nuggets beat the Spurs in San Antonio Game Six. I'll say that. Okay. So Nuggets may win Game Five. Spurs could win on the road in Game Seven. Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, anything could happen. I want I want to know what happened if you, if they close if the Spurs close out the Nugs in Game Six while you're there. I want like a full Instagram live update of your that's my your prediction reactions all right that's my promise to you okay at backdoor cover podcast if the spurs win game five and six in san antonio i will go live yeah give me give you me know some what? i'll live go live no matter what is that right yep okay hey brad what do me a favor okay admit it you think cybercrime is something that happens to other people don't you i did you may think that nobody wants your data or hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details but You'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. Do you remember how careful we used to be with our credit card numbers online and stuff, making online purchases? Now you're just like firing like it's the Wild West. Well, uh, this stuff is becoming more and more of like that's right. Anytime thing. you log into any any public Wi-Fi, you're you're basically giving it away, and that's why I decided to take action to protect myself from cyber criminals. I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and uh, it secures your internet browsing and encrypting by encrypting your data and hiding your public uh, IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that seamlessly run in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN. Protection takes only one click. It's easy. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. And the peace of mind is really amazing. For less than $7 a month, you can have the, ex the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRater and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash backdoor. I'm going to spell it out for you people. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N 
com slash backdoor for three months free when you sign up for a one-year package. Seven bucks a month. It's worth it. Visit expressvpn.com slash backdoor to learn more. All right, Brad. Nice. It's now time for everybody's favorite new segment, The Butter Cut. The Butter Cut. What happened in golf this weekend? Yeah, just a really quick recap. Uh, let me get back to my spot here. So we're doing, last weekend was the RBC Heritage. Uh, they played in South Carolina at Hilton Head. C.T. Pan earns his first PGA Tour victory uh, with a one-shot uh, win over Matt Kuchar. I believe it was... Fucking Kuchar, still there. Fucking Kuchar. Still so, not winning, though, so fuck that guy. 12 under total wins for C.T. Pan. Uh, Kuchar finished at 11 under. Who is C.T. Pan, Brad? C.T. Pan. C.T. Pan's a young player. He's 27 now, so he's been on the tour for a couple of years. Uh, he grew up in Washington, played his college golf at Washington, uh, he's actually a number one ranked player in the world for eight weeks during the his his 2013 season. At, number one uh, amateur golfer in the that's world. That's right, number one ranked amateur golfer in the world while he was at UW. Um, so he he's Taiwanese, is that right? Taiwanese, that's correct. And he's played some. Uh, I think he has a couple of gold medals for uh, Taiwanese. Was whatever some of those Olympic uh, contests. Okay. Anyhow, amateur uh, stuff. And I'm speaking. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I don't actually know exactly what he's been doing. I know that there is gold medals listed in his profile, but I don't know exactly what they're for. Okay. Anyhow, Great. long story short, very talented player, up-and-comer. Not a very su- big surprise that he won. The bigger surprise is that he was in the fourth group going into Sunday, which meant he was pretty far back. Uh, shot a 67, and then as the day unfolded, the, the players ahead of him just played poorly. So uh, DJ... Um, and Ian Poulter were the two uh, people in the final group uh, Sunday. Uh, DJ shot a 77. Poulter shot a 73. Um, Ouch. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much impossible to hang on to a lead if you shoot 77. whatever that, 77. Whatever that is over. Um, Kucher shot a final round 67 to capture the solo runner-up. It's his fourth top two finish this season. He also has three top 12 finishes this season. Um, so he's basically like the player of the year front runner at this point, and he's definitely having the best season see, of his career. We, we just had the first Masters. There's a long way to go. There's a long way to go, but right but now he's huge. sitting comfortably. That, that in Masters is, is uh, riding high so far this season. Life's pretty good. I, I, I also included a little note here about your boy Patrick Cantlay. You were interested in him last time. Uh, he finished uh, tied three, giving him his sixth top ten, uh, and he is positioned properly for his first one of the season he's huh. looking for his first win still so. so he must be he's having a great season too he is having a great season uh but as but we mentioned can't he can't lay while tiger can and that's why he didn't win the masters all right ladies and gentlemen that was the butter cut what do you think great job that was Brad. a good time there's there's your golf minute all right moving on let's uh let's talk pro football because no podcast this should... is sports yeah we gotta sports. talk pro football Pro football moves the needle. We're here to talk pro football. The NFL draft is this weekend, starting Thursday, from Nashville, Tennessee. They should be doing it in Oakland. Don't they have like three-fourths of the first-round draft picks? That's a good point. We'll get to that in a second. The draft this year will be shown on ABC, ESPN, and the NFL Network. ABC's coverage will be totally different than ESPN and NFL Network. Did you know this? How so? They're going to run, like, basically it's going to be... you know how the Olympics, you ever watch the Olympics? I don't I have. watch the Olympics, really. Yeah. But you know how most of the Olympics on NBC aren't the actual games? They're like packages about people's life. They make it like a soap opera. and, and Kind of. I know what you mean. That's what they, this they create is. narratives with the different Olympians. It's my understanding the ABC thing is just going to be like dramatic stories about these people's lives and have nothing to do with like football. Ooh, that doesn't sound very It's going to be like a soap opera. It's like what they grew up, the stuff they overcame, not yes. about their It's going to be their lots vertical of that, leap. but not, yeah, you're not going to hear much about his, his 40 times. That's on ABC? Vertical. That's on ABC. You can find me on ESPN then. Yeah, you can find it, find us on ESPN or NFL Network. I, you might, this might be an excuse to get your girlfriend to watch though. I like getting my cheap, stupid facts off Twitter if I'm getting anything about somebody's personal life that's being drafted. Yeah, like, and you making know, jokes a few about things it. Will tick but maybe ABC nice. is the way to watch if you if you uh, want to have this on and your girlfriend not hate you. That's a good point. Um, so you craziest... soap opera is what's going to get you. Yeah, because uh, turning you, sports into like, soap hey, opera. Hey, watch this, and it, so you can have it on in the background. It's an interesting play by the NFL if they're trying to get mass market appeal. It is crazy that the fucking thing is on three different networks now. Um, 
and it's really weird that ABC and ESPN, which are owned by the same, you know, company, Disney, are now competing against each other for ratings. But uh, it is what it is. We'll see how that goes. The most interesting team in the draft, basically storyline wise, is probably the Raiders, as Brad mentioned. They've got a thousand picks, a lot of first rounders, a lot of early second round picks, and uh, they are continuing their history of total dysfunction and insanity uh, for a long time, but especially under John Gruden. Apparently, the the story that's broken this week, Brad, and I don't know if you saw this. I I, saw, I think I saw it yesterday, but let me read this from yeah, NFL.com. Ahead of uh, you know Mike Mayock, who used to be on the NFL Network, is now the general manager of the Raiders. You're familiar with him. Uh-huh. Uh, ahead of his first draft as general manager, the Raiders' decision-maker is shrinking his circle of trust. Hmm. Mayock and second-year coach John Gruden sent their scouts home for the weekend and do not expect them back to return by draft time, sources tell the NFL Network. Rappaport, uh, Ian Rapp, the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Rappaport added that Gruden and Mayock, quote, don't know who to trust among the scouts and, quote, wanted to clear the room. According to the Raiders' website, they employ 14 people in their player personnel department, not all of whom are scouts, uh, blah, 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 blah. It is unclear who will be in the Raiders' war room when the draft kicks off Thursday. This is amazing That's to insane. me. That's insane. That they don't even trust their scouts. They're so either paranoid or they have reason to believe that people are leaking or whatever it is that they've just sent everyone home. Like, uh, get out of here. What are they scared of? They don't want people to know in advance what they're going to pick so that... These pro football guys are so paranoid. That's that's my biggest uh, takeaway from this. It, that Mike it Mayock's just shows never how been a general manager. That, that organization is. 100%. That can't, like, you know. And I guess it's Mayock's a new general manager and he doesn't know who hired these guys. But like... Why would you think these dudes are sabotaging you? It's just crazy. Although, to be fair, would you be surprised if uh, Bill Belichick planted a mole inside of the Raiders organization? No, that would make a lot of sense. Because I want it. No, yeah. I guarantee that he's if he hasn't done this, he's now thinking about ways to do it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It just uh, it's funny to me. The Raiders are still a nightmare. I mean, what? But even if Bill Belichick did do that. The Raiders are picking three times before Belichick even has a sniff at it at 32. Uh, looks like Oakland's first pick is going to be four. Um, anyway, it's just dumb. Like, come on, man. Like, get your whole staff together. Get a trusted, like, reliable family type of atmosphere. Like, everybody should work together. It should be a collaboration. This is so simple. I don't know why I'm even saying it to you. This is dumb. They're in trouble. We'll see what happens. Pull it together, Raiders. Maybe they'll draft a bunch of stars and, and it'll work out for them. Hey, you never do know. We shall see. That's... uh. So that starts first round uh, Thursday. The funniest thing is all the all the analysts that I've I've heard talking about the Raiders. They're going to take a edge rusher to replace Khalil Mack, whom they just gave away for no good reason, really. Uh, what the fuck was that? Like, why did they're you not do that? Very well run. Not not the greatest. Anyways. Anyway, um, yeah. let's let's move on. Okay. So anyway, we'll 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 talk about the re- uh, draft a little bit more maybe on uh, Thursday when we come back later this week. Maybe we should do Friday and then we can kind of t- cover talk about who, the first round. Yeah, no, maybe we'll like do that. that. Maybe we'll do two. We'll who talk knows? about it. We'll figure it out. You'll hear from us. You will later hear from this us. week at some point. It us. Uh, you know who we'd like to hear from, Brad? Who's that? We'd like to hear from you, the listener. That's right. Call our hotline 800-392-6344. One more time, 800-392-6344. No one called this week for backdoor cover, and I'm a little upset about it. It's harsh. Someone did call, but then they just hung up. Unless there's some basketball takes, there really hasn't been much to talk about. Now give us some but, NBA hoops. Hey, now we, we got some like draft talk. From, from Michigan now. You're watching NBA hoops. Tell us about your Detroit Pistons. Do whatever. <laughs> 800-392-6344. Have a take. Don't suck. We'd like to hear it. Also, if you want to leave a question for our newest podcast at Mind of Micah, Micah's Mailbag, Leave that there at the hotline as well, 800-392-6344, and uh, I will answer your question on Micah's Mailbag. There you have it. You can go back and listen to last week's Micah Mailbag where Brad joined me and we talked about experiences. It was good. Uh, Okay, we've been talking about doing this for several weeks, and now we're actually going to do it. We're going to – actually, we're going to do it here in a minute, but we're going to read some reviews. Okay. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it is very important that you guys – Tell a friend about the show. Help us grow this thing. And leave us a five-star review and then write anything you want. Um, Leave us a five-star rating and then leave a review. It would feel really good. Yeah, we haven't made a call out like this at all this year. So it's about that time. Yeah, we would appreciate it very much. Before we get to that, I need to tell you about Robin Hood. Oh. 
Did you know Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all 100% commission-free? While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit required to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Plus, they've got easy-to-understand charts and market data and a place to trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections like the 100 most popular, so it's easy to get started. Informational. No matter what you know or yeah. what you don't. With Robinhood, you can learn to invest in the market and to build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. It's too easy. Robinhood is giving listeners of Backdoor Cover a free stock. Let me say that again, Brad. Robinhood is giving listeners of Backdoor Cover a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You ever heard of those? Heard of them, yeah. Yeah, those are real companies. Sign up today at backdoor.robinhood.com. I would really suggest it. Check it out. Get the app on your phone real easy. Backdoor.robinhood.com. Nice. All right, let's read some of these reviews. Here's one from Marshall1994. It's entitled, well, it's a five-star rating, and it's the review reads, Micah is trash. Really wanted to like this because Micah was entertaining on Touching Base, but I can't listen anymore. Micah simply cannot keep his political views to himself which destroys this podcast. This one gave me, this is a little bit of a head scratcher because I don't remember talking politics with you. Well, I'm I know you're a, too a, much uh, of a liberal cuck. I know you're a Marshall snowflake, 1994, but yeah. I just, I don't remember ever going over that with you. So here's, here's a good one. Uh, this one's from April replacement ref writes so close dot, dot, dot. They're getting there. That's some positive feedback. Thank you. That yeah. means a lot. Replacement ref. Um, we're, we're getting there too. He only left four stars. Which really hurts our, our algorithm. But when we get there, it'll be but fine. But you know, since we're getting there and since we read this, give us a fifth star. A star. That would mean the world to yeah, me. Yeah, when you can pronounce the word star, he'll come back and give us our fifth Replacement star. Replacement ref, give us that fifth star. Let's go. So there you go. Find us on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate all the feedback that, that, that comes. Would really, Thank you very much. It we really read does them all. help. It, it would really mean a lot to us. Brad, where can the people follow you on social media? Bradley Key on Twitter. Bradley B. Key on Instagram. How about yourself? You can follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Snapchat, at MicahTX. I am Team Followback. I will be following you instantly, so get excited about that. Of course, follow the show, at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram or Backdoor Cover on Twitter. You've been doing good on that Instagram. The Instagram is good. I'm, I'm enjoying that. We posted the great video of Joel and B just laughing um, and making making three one jokes. Uh, and call our hotline, 800-392-6344. Thanks again to our sponsors, lisa.com slash BDC, ExpressVPN, using, uh, I believe it's Backdoor. It's, shit, what was it? ExpressVPN.com slash Backdoor, and Robinhood, uh, which is Backdoor.Robinhood.com. Nailed it. Thank you. We will put those links in the uh, description of this podcast so you can get them there as well. That's it. That's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.